On today's show, we're bringing it back the what if what if questions what if wednesday we're bringing it back for this off season this summer it's been our favorite series that we've done over the off season and this time we're gonna ask a big question about kp should kp have played in the summer league would they have won more games coming up next i'm luka Doncic, and this is locked on Mavericks podcast What if the Mavericks never traded for Chris Stapp's Porzingis? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the What If Warlock. The one more thinking, what you got for me, as Harris? I'm just, I'm kind of recovering a little bit. I'm kind of, I've been kind of down today. Nick, do you know why I've been down today? Because it was raining all day and it's just kind of like a dreary day. Honestly, it's good to see rain right now because it's been so hot. I've just been kind of down because the summer league games are over and <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I've, I've enjoyed it so much that I, I've been, I'm being kind of sad that we're going to miss it now. The Mavericks actually did win their summer league game today, 83 to 82. Greg St. Jean, the co- or nobody played in it. Omarui didn't play in this. Uh, did, did Greg? Did Greg play? Nate Hinton left after nine minutes with a with a slight injury. Uh, Tyrell Terry obviously not playing in it. Josh Green has not been playing in it. Like nobody was playing in this game that matters for the Mavericks, I think. Um, yeah, Carly Jones had 21 points in the game. Uh, and then afterwards, Greg St. Jean had a quote that I found really interesting. We'll, we'll get into our, our what if in a little bit. He said, I'm super proud of our group. They were resilient. They were competitive. They were a few bounces away from going home 3-2. They've been giving everything that I've asked them. Now, it made me ask the question, are they? <laughs> were they three a couple bounces away from being 3-2? They did have a couple overtime games, but uh, there you go. The Mavs Summer League team is done, and we gained... Mm. No information about the actual maps from it, but there's some some fun basketball moments there. Did you learn anything from the Mavs Summer League games at all? I mean, you learn a little bit about what some of the players were, but like none of the ones that are going to be on the Mavericks, right? Like we didn't really learn anything about Tyrell Terry. Well, he, he I looks mean, a little bit I guess bigger. he looks Amarui. a little bit bigger, a little bit quicker. Amarui, like I, like we did learn who Amarui is basically from this, and he's going to be on the two ways. So that was that was notable, I guess. But besides those two guys, uh, no. Yeah, okay. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Also, a big thing that came out was the schedule. We know the Mavericks are going to be probably starting their season, but definitely starting their national TV season October 21st, which is 64 days from today, which is uh, Wednesday, August 18th, if you're listening to this, watching this on Wednesday. So 64 days from now, the Mavericks will play at the Atlanta Hawks, 630 p.m. Central Time, Dallas, Texas Time. I'm looking forward to that matchup. I, I like that they're starting so, with some of these these spicy ones early. Heck yeah, man. A lot of fun. You know, that opening week, NBA released the national TV schedule for the opening week, and it's a lot of good games. Across the board, starts on a Tuesday night. Uh, this Mavs, you know, at Hawks is on a Thursday night. So, yeah, I mean, this is what we all wait for. So, I think coming up probably in the next few weeks, we'll probably predict the uh, win and loss record for the Mavs. Every single game, we'll tell you if the Mavericks will win or <laughs> Can lose. Can you imagine? What if? What if we did that? 
Um, this has been a running joke for uh, five years now for us. <laughs> That's that, true, hasn't it? Uh, for us, you will never get that pod because it's one of our pet peeves because you can never predict wins or losses. The Mavericks uh, will also play on Christmas Day. Christmas coming time. Christmas ho, time ho, ho. is here. Well, okay, I do got a question. Since they're playing on Christmas Day, does that mean they have to run sprints on Christmas Day? <laughs> 9.30 p.m. Dallas, Texas time at Utah. It's a bad city, but they're going to spend Christmas in it. Kids calling it. Hey, Adam, can we get the day off on Christmas? Because we got to practice. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a, that's the Mavericks. Two games that we know so far of the schedule. Those are both pretty interesting ones. I'm glad that they're not playing the Clippers on either of those days. Potentially the season opener and then also Christmas Day. I thought that that was, uh, was notable, and I'm glad that it's not the Clippers. I, I will say this. I do think it's kind of cheap that the MVP of the league is not playing on Christmas. Um, Jokic just won yeah. MVP, and the fact that he's not playing on Christmas is kind of messed up, to be honest. So, yeah, that that was a little there bit weird. And then, I mean, they're really pushing the Lakers Warriors matchups like that, and like neither of those teams are really technically like barely even in the playoffs last year. So that's yeah. a weird that's a weird thing. But you you get it right. It's the it's all about marketing and and about the fan base and all that kind of stuff. So. All right, let's get into our, our what if. What if? What if Christoph Porzingis was never traded to the Dallas Mavericks? What if the Dallas Mavericks never pulled the trigger or the Knicks were gun shy about it? They decided not to make the trade and actually trade for him. There's so many different angles for this, Isaac. Oh, man, about a million. We joked right before we hit record, like, hey, there's so many different trails we could go down. Uh, so, yeah, we've been doing these what if pods uh, for the past uh, four off seasons. And. Four off seasons, five off. Is this our fifth off season or fourth off season? So we started in May 2017. So that was technically an off season that we did it, that we started. Yeah. So yeah, this is a fifth one. Fifth off season. We've been doing these what if Wednesdays, and we basically just take a situation that happened. Typically, majority of the time, it happens in the past. Every once in a while, you'll get a what if blank happens in the future. But typically, we do a past situation, saying, "Hey, what if this happened?" And sometimes it's a bad thing that happens sometimes it's a good thing like what if dallas what didn't if? land what if they didn't land luka Doncic? what if they did you know nerlands did accept you know the big contract offer and we just go down all these hypothetical routes so we'll do this for the next handful of wednesdays until honestly probably media day and training say, we have like 64 days until the, <laughs> an actual game so so and it's been they're fun pods for us because it requires a lot of homework too because we have to go back we look at the storylines around that offseason, everything. So for the KP thing, if you're looking at big dates, I mean, we we joke about it still to this day. It's one of our highest uh, downloaded podcasts uh, to, to date. Yeah, for true. a couple of years, it was when the KP trade happened. When you look at that week, okay, because I think you got to lump in that week as one of the like, craziest weeks for the Mavericks in the past, I don't know, like five to 10 years, because... They trade for Kristaps Porzingis on the thirty on January thirty first, and then in seven days later on February sixth, they trade Harrison Barnes to the Kings, and it's like mind boggling moves. We're all recovering from the Porzingis stuff because it happens, you know, basically a week before the trade deadline. Then the Barnes trade happens, which Barnes has been here for a handful of years. We love him, like and during the, a game, during a game, and that was chaotic. But they make the trade for Kristaps Porzingis. He had a situation in New York. We're not. We're not. I don't really want to spend a lot of time on like, hey, how he got in, out of New York and all this stuff. They trade for him. 
They give him the max contract without him playing a game in Dallas. How would the Mavericks history, how would have things would have played out for Dallas? Not even, not, let's just leave Porzingis aside. If Dallas didn't make the KP trade, I think the very first question you have to ask is, does the Harrison Barnes trade happen? Yes, that was, that was my, my, yeah, I think my second question, but yeah. And I think it does. I, I think, I think the trade still happens. Even if Porzingis, even the Porzingis trade doesn't happen, I think they still trade Harrison Barnes because they wanted they wanted flexibility that summer. There were a ton of big names that summer, and trust me, we've heard a lot about the 2019 offseason, and we'll talk more <laughs> about it later on this podcast. But they wanted flexibility that summer. They wanted the to be able to have money to go. I mean, that's basically why they traded Harrison Barnes for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph, but basically for Justin Jackson, but. Harrison Barnes was due $24 million that next season. So you trade, you get Justin Jackson. Now you're opening up another 20 million in cap space on top. You know, you just made the Porzingis trade. So even if you didn't make the Porzingis trade and bring in Tim Hardaway and bring in Courtney Lee, I think they still make that move. And then you clear up even more cap space. Like imagine if that, they would have like that would free up like sixty plus million dollars in cap space if they did the Harrison Barnes trade and didn't do the KP Hardaway Courtney. They Lee could trade. have done the the Brooklyn Nets KD and and Kyrie thing if they were like it could have been the team poised to do that. But yeah, there's so many different avenues we want to get out, get go down. We got to talk about Dennis Smith Jr. That was a big part of that. Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. has now become a big what if about this. Maybe one of the biggest for the Mavericks. And then. Where, where could they have gone if they didn't get Porzingis? They have all these assets all of a sudden ready for, to make a trade. And I started to look through all the moves that were made in 2019 in the draft, the, you know, the deadline, the draft, and free agency, and said, all right, what were the, the stars that were actually available? So we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product that we are sponsoring. It is absolutely, they're sponsoring us. It is absolutely incredible. They come, these are these clinical strength uh, wipes that you can wipe under your underarms the night before, and the next day, you will not have pit stains. You will not be dealing with that embarrassing sweat where you don't want to raise your hand over a certain amount, like over your shoulder. You don't want to be wearing certain items of clothing. You won't have to worry about that with Sweatblock. Go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you get 20% off. They have so many other things too. They have deodorant, they have this product called Man Parts, if you're dealing with chafing or anything like that, you can you can check out this lotion. Mm. They also have the deodorant as well uh, that made a special appearance during our live show the other day. <laughs> um, so go check out Sweatblock. You can it's doctor created, doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. You get a dry shirt guarantee, guarantee from Sweatblock. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. So you have nothing to lose with this. Go check it out, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off. They're also available at CVS and on Amazon. Also want to tell you about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh down on your body. I, I know that I sit here and I stress and I sit in my chair for like 10, 12 hours a day and all of a sudden I'm, I'm stressing out. I need something to, to work my legs and to be... Uh, the thing that doesn't just make me feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension. That's what Theragun can do for you. Some of our hosts swear by it. Adam Mares, my co-host on Locked On uh, NBA on Fridays, he has one of these and said it would be the one item that he would go grab and take from his house in the case of a house fire. He, he loves the Theragun so much. Try to Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on. 
right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Thera, T-H-E-R-A-B-O-D-Y.com slash locked on to get uh, your Theragun starting at only $199. Go get it today. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this. What if? About Christoph Porzingis. So if he doesn't get traded, we went down the Harrison Barnes route. He basically got traded for nothing. You you mentioned the cap space before. There would have been so many possibilities for the Mavericks to to get, you know, to, to use that cap space. But I kind of wonder if they would have just kept him at that point and used him and added assets to him as a as a piece to to make a trade around. Maybe a bunch of teams weren't necessarily interested in him, but I think he could have been the a centerpiece or or a player that that matched the salary to be able to send out to you know to one of these teams. But anyway, e- either way. Well- they could have just kept him as a player as well because if they you don't have Porzingis and then you're not trying to share shots with a bunch of people and then there's just all kinds of different what ifs in this. Yeah, he, he he would have been an expiring contract. So you know that next season true. at 24 million. Well, I say expiring. That's not true. He he had a player option that following season because that's when he declined it, signed the extension. You know, with the Kings at that point. But let's just play out the rest of that season going into the summer real quick. They they went eight eight and twenty. Over those remaining twenty-eight games Shoot. after after the the uh, Harrison Barnes trade, so let's just say like which was after the Porzingis trade as well, when when he didn't play and all that. Exactly, they didn't. You know, the pick was top five protected. So I don't think even if they don't if they don't make the Porzingis trade, I don't think they're going to be so bad that I mean they only won eight more games the rest of the season. Okay, so I don't think they're going to be like so much worse that they're going to land in the top five of the draft. So let's just assume they still land in the same. The thing about that though, is they were like one lottery ball from doing what the Pelicans did and going up and getting Zion too. So there's a lot of what ifs in that scenario as well. That's true. So they could have, there's a world that they lose a few more games. They land in the top five. There's another draft pick. But this or, case, they, they didn't. Win, they win one more game, and they're where the Pelicans are. If the if the lottery balls would have stayed the same, I mean, that's, true, yeah. So it, that didn't happen. The pick goes to the Hawks, you know, Cam Reddish, basically, and then they then it's the summer. Like what actually happened is they they chased Kimba Walker, and I yeah. we've said this so many times, and I don't want to go down this route a ton, but you talk to the right people, and there was a lot of confidence in Kimba Walker coming to Dallas, and. If you go back and play that timeline in 2019, how Boston came out of nowhere because Horford decides to take this. I mean, Philly came out of nowhere for a crazy deal to Horford. Horford opts out, which no one thought Horford was going to opt out in Boston, opts out to take this crazy deal in Philly. And then, bam, they work out, you know, the Kimba. They swoop in and, and, and get Kimba. In hindsight, you're like, hey, well, I guess it worked out. <laughs> You know, it's, like, another, it's another Darren Williams, Dwight Howard, like another one of those a little bit because of yeah. what his, his value has turned into. But for them that summer, you know, they didn't have Maxi under contract, Dorian under contract, Seth Curry, Bobon, all of these guys they signed later on in free agency. You still had their rights. They were restricted free agents like Maxi and Dorian was. That's why a lot of, there are a lot of complaints because Dallas didn't use the cap space to and then go over it to sign Maxi and Dorian. Was that a big deal? <laughs> but it just goes to show you that you're basically looking at if the KP trade doesn't happen, you're going into that summer without the draft pick. Let's just say they still lost the draft pick with Luca, Dennis Smith Jr., like Dwight Powell. And then a ton of cap space. So 
what do they do at the cap space at that point? Does Kemba still, like, does he come? Probably not. He probably still goes to Boston. And then you're looking at names like Tobias. Do they overpay for Al Horford? Because they have so much money. They're like, hey, let's go and get two guys. And we have to overpay for a Horford and a Tobias or something like that. That's the route where your head just goes crazy because they would have had to sign someone. They had to fill out a roster. But where where do they spend the money? Yeah, so I started looking up and seeing, okay, money and then also trades. Could they have also made a trade with the, the yeah. picks that they had as well? So you start going down that rabbit trail. You mentioned Tobias Harris. He was traded. He was kind of the only other decent player traded at the deadline, like decent to good player that was traded at the deadline in 2019 after Porzingis was traded. So if the Mavericks didn't make that trade, then all of a sudden they're they're poised to make a trade to, uh, you know, to the Clippers for Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, this is the trade, by the way. Tobias Harris, Boban, and Mike Scott. And then the Clippers received Wilson Chandler, Muscala, Landry Shamit, a first-round pick. Uh, that's lottery protected in 2020. A 2021 first-round pick, unprotected from Miami. And then, uh, you know, a couple seconds. So they could have done, they could have done that deal. Ended up with Boban early. There's a, there's yeah. an interesting one. What if the Mavericks didn't trade for Porzingis? Maybe they get Boban a year early. How about You're that? You're talking that same week, the same week of the that, Harrison Barnes the, trade. The exact, same, the exact same week that they made the HB trade, Tobias got traded to Philadelphia. And that's what we don't know either. Like how, how much of the KP trade happened because of them just, they wanted to have a second, like, or the opportunity like happened and they're like, we can't pass this up basically. Which, which they couldn't. I mean, it, exactly they were right like, to do it they swung for it and this is we've talked about this before like when you have a young generational talent and you can swing to land the secondary you know co-star you you have to swing you got to do it and they did that and jury's still out let's just leave it at that but could would they have swung for someone else before the deadline i i just don't think they would have just because they were they had lost so much that season already that I think that they would have just kept on losing. They only they only won thirty three games that season. So yeah. even if they got Tobias, where where is that getting them? I I just don't know. And because he's going to be a free agent that coming summer, so you trade for him, you suck, and then he could just leave for nothing. <laughs> so here are the other moves that that the other players that moved around the draft and free agency that got traded that the Mavs could have also gone after. Jimmy Butler was traded at the draft in that fourteen deal from from Philadelphia to Miami. Yeah. In, the, in that deal. So that one, that one was an interesting one. That Josh Richardson was in that deal from Miami to Philadelphia. Uh, Mike Conley was traded to Utah for a couple of players like Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen, and a highly protected first-round pick. Could they have gotten in on Mike Conley then? Could they have sent a, a pick or maybe two you know, first-round picks to get Mike Conley? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was traded to Indiana from Milwaukee in a sign-and-trade. Remember at that time, we were like, the Mavericks couldn't match it because they didn't have first-round picks to spend. But yeah. if they didn't do the Porzingis trade, they could have gotten Malcolm Brogdon then at that at that time. Jimmy's uh, a what-if, too, because he was a free agent. So his that deal was yeah. a sign-and-trade deal, too. Right. So could you have convinced Jimmy to come if you had roughly $60 million cash space if you could get someone else to come with it? We mentioned the Kemba Walker trade already. Durant went to the Nets. That was technically a trade. The Durant-Kyrie thing. The Mavs would have had enough cap space to just sign those guys. Maybe that would have been a thing. I think they wanted to live in Brooklyn, but probably. Uh, Jeremy Grant was traded for a first-round pick. Maybe the Mavericks tried that route and try get, you know, they go, okay, well, we don't want Harrison Barnes anymore. Let's just bring in the younger Harrison Barnes and <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Uh, they tried that route. This was the, the in free agency, so a couple weeks after the draft in 2019 was the Paul George trade, which this mm. trade, if you go back at this trade, 
The Mavs couldn't have even matched this trade. <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander, Gallinari, no. five first round picks. So not all of them are OKC. Some of or not all of them are the Clippers. So like I think two or three of them are the Clippers, and then two of them were picks that they uh, got from somebody else, and then two pick swaps. So that's a, a massive trade. The other trade that went down was the Westbrook for CP3 swap during that during that time. Could the Mavericks have mm. come in and, and gotten Chris Paul? Like, hey, we need a pair. You know, Luca with yeah. with this guy, we have the space for it. We we have it. We might as well do it. We talked about the Mavericks doing that anyway. Even with Porzingis, we talked about them doing a deal like that. Uh, and then the last one that's a huge what if for me. That was the summer that Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers, Ooh. and you say, well, they had all those players and all that stuff, but the Mavericks could have matched all the picks at least. Yeah, they, they could have. They could have sent you know. Brunson, they could have sent up a bunch of, of, of random stuff. They could have matched all the picks. And potentially their pick may have been better because the, the Lakers got that fourth pick that ended up being Garland and the, or uh, Deon, no, DeAndre Hunter in that in that trade. The Mavericks could have potentially gotten a better pick and sent that pick along. I mean, there's just so many what ifs. I don't think they would have gotten Anthony Davis, but it comes up no. in, in, in the possibilities of, you know, if there's a multiverse of, you know, does it happen one out of like a million times? Maybe. <sighs> Well, AD wanted to go L.A., and they For got sure. Brandon Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. Yeah. They, they got a bunch of young, good players. Yeah. They got a lot for Anthony Davis. Like, I'm, I'm looking did. at some of these deals, like the Paul George deal, they got a lot. Anthony Davis, the Pelicans got a lot. Uh, and, and they then, just like, lost Lonzo for nothing. Yeah, and then, in the, like, the Jimmy Butler stuff, like, they did not get a lot for Jimmy Butler. Like, Philly, Philly got Josh Richardson, and that's kind of it for Jimmy Butler. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, it, it really depends – and then the, the Knicks didn't get a ton for Porzingis. They got Dennis Smith Jr., who we'll talk about in a minute. And then those two picks that turned into what? Like the, <laughs> the, the Knicks getting this. Uh, yeah, no, they didn't, they didn't get a ton. So, uh, all right, let's, coming up, let's get into some of these other what ifs. We got to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr., got to talk about Dennis Smith Jr. And then the draft. What happens in the draft if the Mavericks keep the picks? Who do they get? with the picks that they kept instead of sending them for Chris Alpsporzingis. We'll get to that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. They got some new flavors that they're throwing out there right now. Coconut almond, a good one. Peanut butter brownie. People love peanut butter brownie. That one has 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. They're perfect just to tide you over for a meal. You can carry them with you. They're not great in the Texas heat. Don't leave them out in your car. I, I, will, I will tell you that. I will warn you about that. But keep them with you. Keep them in the fridge. They're pretty good in the fridge as well. It's a protein bar you're actually going to want to eat, and it will actually uh, help you and give you some benefits and all that stuff. So go to Built.com. Check out all their other options as well. Built Boost, Built Bites, Built Broth, all kinds of other things for you. And use that promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Also, betonline.ag, the one-stop shop for all your betting needs. If you want to bet on some MLB action, bet on some NBA futures. The championship odds right now. Where do you think the Mavericks land right now? The championship odds according to betonline.ag. Um, sixth. Six, seven, eight, nine, tenth. Oh. They are plus 2,200, so plus 2,200. Same odds as the Heat, just under the Nuggets. Uh, the the Jazz, the Suns, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Nets are all above them. The Clippers seem that seems a little high. Clippers same odds as the Sixers and Suns above the wow. Jazz. That one's interesting. 
Uh, Warriors way ahead. That one, that one makes sense because just the money will go there. But if you feel good about the, the Mavericks championship odds, go ahead and go bet 100 bucks on the Mavericks to win the championship. If they do win the championship, you'll get $2,200. Feels pretty good. Also, if you want to get a 50% welcome bonus, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get extra money you want to put down. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more. What if? What if? Okay, let's do Dennis Smith Jr. because we haven't talked about him a lot yet. We... When we were trying to plan this, we were thinking about, okay, what are the topics we want to go into? Dennis Smith Jr. is such an interesting what if because his trade value is declining because of Luka. <laughs> yeah. He was getting the ball less. He was The offense was not built around him anymore. And we forget just because of where, where Dennis Smith Jr. is now compared to where he was. Like his rookie year, he was 15 points a game, five assists, about four rebounds. And like his three-point shot was was getting better. That was the big question for him is can his jumper – be good enough and he had some moments remember he had that block on Tobias Harris that was like that crazy game winning block like he had some moments as well in the NBA uh, and he was playing games he wasn't hurt a lot either and so we, we kind of forget just that he was was decent had some value at the time but it was rapidly rapidly declining because of Luka so if the Mavericks had waited any more time would he even be like a valuable asset to send to another team that's an interesting one for the Mavericks but for Dennis Smith Jr. there's there's even more yeah, that's the, you know, they capitalized on his value at the highest they could have, you know, because of the timeline. You know, without Dennis Smith Jr., are you getting KP? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, it feels like, you know, they wanted the cap space. That was the biggest thing because yeah. they got the expirings of Wes and DeAndre, but, and they got off the money of Tim. But how much was the, hey, you get a top 10 pick, you know, less yeah. than two years ago in Dennis Smith Jr. also in this deal and they trade him. It obviously hasn't worked out. He's a free agent right now. Hasn't signed anywhere. We always hear these like these wish lists from these GMs that say, OK, well, I want a young player and first round pick or a young player. And so yeah. like you have to almost check the boxes in some of these trades. You know, and I think yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. at least just just enough. Check that young player box. Exactly. For, it freed you know, up cap Knicks. space. They got first round picks. They got right. a young prospect. So like right. they, they checked off a lot of the boxes in that trade for Dennis. It was just a matter of time. Like he was going to be gone. Like From we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to yeah. revisit everything of how that, uh, his last, um, yeah, how they ended in Dallas, but it was just a matter of time. If he didn't get traded for KP, would he have been gone by the deadline? Possibly. I wouldn't have been shocked like somewhere else, but <laughs> your sorry. back's hurting. Yeah, is sorry. It? My back hurts. Okay. If no, you need some time off, let me know. And <coughs> no, if okay. he if he's not traded by the deadline, then he's getting traded in the offseason. But what are you getting for him in the offseason? That's 28 more games of Dennis playing with Luca that he could look even worse that you're like, there was still at least a little bit of intrigue with Dennis of him getting traded to New York. Like, hey, let's just get him out of the scene. Like that would have probably been there in the summer, but it might not have been and his value might have been worse. So in a way Dallas capitalized and, you know, by, by sending him in, in that deal. Yeah. I think you send him and a first round pick to the bucks for uh, Malcolm Brogdon, right? Like, I think you, I think you do that <laughs> later. Yeah. And you've been talking about the, their picks. Remember like they're, they would have all of their picks. So let's just say, <laughs> let's just say they go into that summer. They don't do the KP trade. They wouldn't have the 2019 pick the, the you know, the one that became Cam Reddish because that one was, that one's to Atlanta. So that was in the Luca deal. So exactly. They so don't have that one, but 
let's just say the KP trade doesn't happen. The trade, the draft pick goes to Atlanta for Cam Reddish. They go into that summer with all that cap space. Yeah, well, it all and, it might it may not have because the Mavericks may have been worse. If yeah, well, let's just assume all that, but let's assume. Yeah. Let's just assume it still goes to Atlanta. They go into that summer, and let's just assume that they don't land any like major needle mover type of player. Okay, maybe they kept Harrison Barnes, and that's some of your cap space too. They add somebody else, and it doesn't really help them a ton because they play that next season and. They finish with the 18th overall pick, which is ends up being Josh Green. They go to the playoff. You know, they they face the Clippers in the bubble. They probably don't even they probably don't even make the playoffs. Possibly, I mean, without KP, without Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, it all depends on who else they you know they would have gotten in the offseason. But there's a world in which they don't make the playoffs. So now you're not making the playoffs in the first the, three seasons. The Mavericks were eight games better than the Blazers that year. So, okay. so I think I so. maybe they would have made the playoffs still. Like they, they may have just been just better than the Blazers and still made it. Same. Okay. Story. So, but let's say they don't have a have that good of a record that they in, in that they finished with at eighteen. Let's just say it was worse. Yeah. Now they're higher in the draft pick. You know, they're higher in the draft in Josh Green's draft. Does that allow them to get Tyrese Halliburton, who went what twelfth overall, eleventh overall to 12th. Sacramento? 12th overall. So if they were worse, they might miss the playoffs, but then you're getting your guy in Tyrese Halliburton, which we know they were very interested in. They tried to move up for in that draft. So then you're looking at saying, all right, we have all these draft picks. We have Jalen Brunson with Luca, Tyrese Halliburton. Dennis is probably gone at that point. <laughs> and then you have the makings of pieces with saying, okay, we have a young player in Halliburton. We have all of our draft picks in the future. Now can we go get someone else too? Harrison Barnes on expiring contract if you kept him at 24 million. So then you have another like bigger type Porzingis type of package that you could go out and try to get another big, you know, try to go get your second star for Luca at that point with an expiring of Harrison, Tyrese Halliburton, and first round pick. Somebody's like listening to this right now saying, What did they just piece all together? This is <laughs> this is how our brains work. People. <laughs> we went backwards and then we went into the future as well. There's another there's another scenario where the Mavericks are just bad enough uh, because they didn't get Tim, they didn't get usual players, they sent away Harrison Barnes. That in that 2019 draft they get Zion. I'm just I'm going that direction. That they're just bad enough. And the lottery odds because all of a sudden it's it's what if it's a different scenario. They didn't trade for Porzingis, so all of a sudden the lottery odds may be different. The, yeah. The, the the balls bounce the right way for the Mavericks. You get Zion and Luca. I mean that yeah that would have been then what then what if like what if Zion and Luca were playing together that that's a whole separate pod <laughs> but it's fun it is yeah it is a lot of a lot of fun even if they landed you know two or three and uh, in that draft Do Zion Luca and cap space still to work with yeah because they're both on rookie deals you have nobody else making any significant money besides like Dwight Powell. That is pretty. That is pretty because you didn't make the trade for Porzingis, so you don't have Porzingis, who immediately got that extension. Plus Tim Hardaway Jr., who was at that time "quote unquote" the tax for Chris Ops yeah. Porzingis. I, Man. yeah, and and I want to say this too. I think some people could be listening to this saying, "Well, that's what Dallas should have done. Look, they could have gotten a higher draft pick if they just sucked I am another not year." This after no, hearing no, no. these options, <laughs> I, I know you're not saying this, but I think there's probably some listeners saying. 
Well, that's what they should have done. They should have sucked another year. Had the draft pick been a little higher, they could have kept their pieces, traded for a guy who wasn't, you know, there was no injury, question mark around. No, you have to swing for it. Like you have a generational star in Luca, and you had a chance to go get another generational type of star. He was an all-star right before he tore his ACL that season. He was an incredible young player. It's like you have to swing for it at that point. And they swung for it and they put all their you know pieces in that deal as far as a couple first and stuff. So I like they had to make that trade because there's a world that if they didn't make that trade and they didn't land and they don't land, you know, Tim and KP and all those guys, what if they do miss the playoffs and they're not playing the Clippers in the bubble? Now you're looking at a, a young Luka Doncic saying, Hey, you're great, but you haven't we're we're not good enough to even make the playoffs. And it's like, well. Are you making the playoffs the year after that? You you would assume so, but this is something too where you've at least been able to say, hey, we've made the playoffs the past two years with Luca right now, saying we've played the Clippers twice, but at least we've like been there. You we've you've tasted that. We know what we need to do. Like there's still I I don't want us to take this pod and saying, Oh, they shouldn't have traded for KP because that's not the guys. That's not what either one of us is saying. Like, you make that trade hands down, especially for what you had to give up. Yeah. We can't do, we can't play the game well. This front office never does anything, and they don't spend the cap space. They they save up all this cap space. So then, in one of these scenarios, they save up all the all the cap space. Like literally, have so much cap space more than any team could know what to do with. And we're like, okay, well, would they actually do anything? Would a free agent actually come to the Mavericks? Yeah. And that's why I didn't lay out a lot of free agency stuff. I just laid out mostly trades in this. And so we can't play the game of, well, this front office never does anything. And yet they shouldn't have traded for Porzingis because then they would have had all these options to do things that, that they <laughs> wouldn't have done, right? Like, do, 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 does Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson stay if they don't trade for Porzingis? Uh, I feel like Donnie might be out earlier. I Donnie would have swung for something else. Like that's the hardest thing to predict about this because it's not like, hey, if you didn't KP, get KP, we would have this same roster now. That's not the case. They, but they I, would I think have he was waiting for, for the right thing, and I think the, I think he thought the Porzingis thing was the right thing to swing on. And I don't know if he would have just swung on anything. That hasn't been the at case that moment. Maybe in the off season, but there, there. I think Luca does add a we, pressure. Like I don't think we're looking at it right now. Him still haven't swung for anything. How many years did we ask them to just swing on even just little stuff? Like how many flyers did we ask for for over the years of doing this podcast where Donnie Nelson like, hey, just swing on this flyer, swing on this guy, swing on you know, do, like try this, and they don't. They just did it. They were waiting for the right pieces, the right stuff. They wanted the right role players and all that. And it just seemed like I think he would have just waited and waited until his demise. I think I, I don't think the, I think he would have gotten fired earlier. To be honest. He could have. He could have. And I, I think the same result probably happens for Rick uh, in the same type of time. See, timeline. I think the opposite for Rick because I think Luca would have been less frustrated because they wouldn't have been winning. And so he wouldn't be as frustrated with all that because they just we don't have the talent. He would have been more frustrated at the front office than – I think coaching. he would just be pissed at everyone at that just point. Maybe, yeah, maybe he would just be pissed at everyone. What, what are the odds they start the 2019-20 season with the lineup of Luca, Dennis, Dorian, Harrison Barnes, and Vucevic? Oh, Vooch? Because I feel like Vooch is the natural guy that like, they would have landed him in 2019. Oh, like, yeah, and done that trade instead of the Bulls. Yeah, well, they, and like you signed him because he signed like a four-year, $100 million deal with Orlando. And it's like, all right, Vooch. They kept Harrison Barnes on expiring. If they didn't trade Dennis, Dorian. Some people would say, well, the Vooch trade would have made him a lot better because Vooch rebounds, he you know can do other things, Porzingis can't. Vooch doesn't show up in the playoffs either. 
Right? Mm. Like, let's be real about Nikola Vucevic. Like, there's he definitely has some positives. He's better at that at you know than Porzingis at some things, but he's also been a no show at times in the playoffs as well. That's very true. What? Okay, real quick, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, I mean, okay. what? So he never gets traded to the Mavericks. Does he yeah. ever get traded? Because he was a sunken cost at that point. So then my question is. Is he, is he, does he get this second deal like he did? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I think it, his life is completely different if this trade doesn't go down. He's viewed like a Dion Waiters. If, if he, like, if he doesn't get traded to Dallas and he maybe fits not that in, bad, but yeah. Well, yeah, maybe not that bad, but I don't think he's getting another $72 million deal if he doesn't get traded to Dallas. The Dion Waiters is interesting because you remember that I always think about him and Tim Hardaway Jr. in that Rising Stars yeah. game, the, the rookie versus sophomore game, where they were just trading buckets. Go look that up on YouTube, Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Dion Waiters trading buckets. And just them just going back and forth and trading three-pointer for three-pointer. <laughs> and just the different direction their career went, where Dion Waiters was you know, better earlier, I think, and was seen as like, okay, he could be the sixth man on Cleveland, and then all of a sudden he gets traded OKC. Then Miami picks him up, like, all right, we're going to try him. The Miami Heat culture is going to turn it around for him. They give him this big deal, and then he has a couple years, and now he's just out of the league. Like, you just can't find any time. So you wonder if Tim Hardaway Jr. would have gone down that type of path instead of waiters. That's true. That's true. I mean, he would probably would have finished out his contract in New York. Uh, Maybe they traded him – you know, maybe they trade him as an expiring or something like that, but it's wild, man. There's there's so many what ifs with the KP, you know, trade and how it would have affected everything and uh, how many things would have stayed the same. Like, I think I don't think it affected Dennis's future that much. Like, Dennis's future was not going to be in Dallas. He would have been traded yeah. either way. Um, Harrison Barnes, he probably wasn't going to stay in Dallas for his whole career too. I think you know the big. I think the biggest what if out of this what if is if it's not KP they trade for, who is the name they trade for? Yeah. Who's the who is the big guy? Because they're not going between the KP trade in 2019 until this moment in August 2021 without trading for another high impact, like second star type of player. With all so, the guys that moved over the last couple of years. Exactly. With all the guys, and they would have had all their draft picks. They would have, you know, like who would they have cashed in or tried to push all their chips in for and that's the question and we will never know we'll never know but we love the what if all the time guys thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps peace out oh where you want to be that's the question isn't it every universe is different Each one unique. Slow down a little bit. There's a few people in the room that don't understand.